Today's episode is brought to you by Shine Cosmetics. Guys, I'm so excited. Earlier last week, I sent out an SOS on my Instagram just saying, hey guys, why do all the mascaras I keep trying lately suck? Like I keep purchasing new mascaras, I keep trying out new mascaras and they will look good for a little bit and then they just like flake out all over the place. Every single time I look in the mirror or like at my phone or something, I have to like scrape the fallout and stuff like from underneath my eyes. And I just asked everybody, hey guys, what happened to all the good mascaras? Well, Shine Cosmetics heard my cries. They said, hey, we have a great mascara. We would love to send it to you. And then they also sent me some other goodies. I'm so impressed. And I promise you, I'm not just saying that because they gave me a promo code for 10% off. It's one to chat. Anyway, I promise you, I'm not just saying that I loved it because it's, you know, advantageous for me to say so. I am so thoroughly impressed with this mascara. So there's like a primer that goes on first. And then once you like let it dry for 30 seconds, you put an extra layer on. My lashes do not budge. Even on those um, nights where I don't uh, wash my face, I like wake up and the mascara is still on there and I could really just keep letting it ride, which is not great for my skincare routine, but it is great for my lashes. And I'm very, very impressed with it. They also sent me their BB cream and it's like the perfect lightweight, like little oomph of color. I always wear my CC cream that I've worn for years that I like get from like makeup stores. And I love that, but I do always feel like maybe a little bit like done up where I'm like, oh, I just want to like go to the park. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, like all fancy and done up for the park. Like I just want a little bit of a pop of color. Like you just want like a little bit of something. The BB cream is perfect for that. They also sent me a little lip gloss and it just tastes like a vanilla cupcake, like something I used to get from Bath and Body Works back in the day, and I love it so much. So anyway, if you're looking for some new cosmetics, I've heard amazing things about their contour stick. That's what I have to get next. I've heard amazing things about their blush and their highlighter. They have so many things on their website. So go to shinecosmetics.com and use my code WANTACHAT for 10% off of your entire purchase. And come join me on this flake-free mascara journey where we wear cute BB creams to the park on our low-maintenance days, and we wear vanilla cupcake scented lip gloss and we look real cute so go to shinecosmetics.com and use code WANNACHAT for 10% off all right now on with the show hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the I just wanna chat podcast I'm Mary and I am so excited because today we're talking about the Grammys everything that happened last weekend at the Grammys we we're talking about Taylor Swift and the tortured poets department it takes me like a minute to say that title every single time because like all of you, I just want to say tortured poets society, you know? But anyway, we talk about that. We talk about Miley Cyrus. We talk about the Jay-Z and Beyonce conversation. We talk about Trevor Noah being a good host. And then we talk about the Super Bowl coming up a little bit. We talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is a new show that I'm loving. And we also talk about the new season of The Bachelor, which I'm also loving. So anyway, stay tuned. It should be a good one. Hello, everybody. Hi. How's it going? I was about to start um, doing the whole intro all over again and be like, hi, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Um, but then I remembered that we we just did that like 30 seconds ago. Um, anyway, how's it going? How are you? The people's princess, Alex Arndt, is here again. Alex, say hi. Hello. Speaking of royalty, real quick, I promise this is like an unplanned segue, but King Charles, have you heard about all that? Yes, I did hear that. What what are your thoughts? If you guys don't know, you probably do. King Charles was diagnosed with cancer and it was announced earlier this week. Prince Harry like immediately flew back to the UK. He arrived there today. They like transported him by helicopter, like King Charles. Um, which I was reading that helicopter travel isn't that usual for the royals. Like they have their plane, but normally they don't really travel by helicopter because of the risk. But I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? No, just crazy. Sounds like a lot of medical stuff for the royals lately. There is a lot going on. My um, my like conspiracy theory before we found out about the cancer. Does and I mean like I don't want to make it sound like it was a legitimate theory. It was something I was like spitballing with um who was it? Oh, I think it was my friend Elizabeth. Um, on like over Instagram DMs. She's at Libba on TikTok, but she was saying, like, what if Princess Kate 
and King Charles are like at the hospital at the same time and she's having abdominal surgery that she has to be in the hospital for for like 12 days which is highly unusual and you only have to normally be there that long if you like got a transplant or something and like the the fanfic that we were writing was like what if like Princess Kate is giving King Charles her liver or something I wish you guys could see the face that Alex is making right now. He's not impressed by this theory. It's just for fun. Just for funsies. I mean, I fun isn't that the right word when talking fun. about does not sound fun. cancer diagnoses and whatnot. But anyway, yeah. yikes about the royal family. But and also, I mean, everyone has had this thought, so this is unoriginal, but I don't like the man. I do I definitely like grew more sympathetic towards him watching the last two seasons of the crown and i think that he was also done dirty often like i think that he's like a scumbag for cheating on camilla but he never wanted to marry or not cheating on camilla cheating on diana with camilla i think he was a scumbag for doing that but he never wanted to marry diana he always wanted to marry camilla like i think that him and camilla are like a true love match like if you took away the diana of it all I feel like people would look at like Charles and Camilla's love story as like, like they would make movies out of this and it would be like a best-selling like YA novel. Like man who is the heir to the throne cannot marry the love of his life, but he's like going to fight for her and fight for her. And then like over years, like his other marriage falls apart because he just can't get over the girl and he can't let her go. And then he like, gets back together with her, and then she ends up being the Queen of England. Like, that would be a YA novel starring, let's see who. I was about to say Josh O'Connor, but he already is the crown guy on the crown. Or he's already King Charles. It would be starring, like, Lily Collins, and uh, they'd probably do, like, I don't know, something weird, like, Nat Wolf or whatever. Anyway, I'm just spitballing here. But Diana aside, if you look at their love story, it is very cute. I'm wishing everybody well. But also, I've had the same thought that everyone else has had, where it's like he has waited his entire life to be the king. He's been in a paid internship for... 40 years? 55, 55 years or something oh crazy my. like that. And um, wow. and now he finally got it. And it's like... Wah, wah. Yikes. No other input? No. No. I think you summed up. No. You summed up. I don't have anything to say about this weird. Without that's, having to say them. That's why we work so well together, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. The yin to your yang. I know all the royal horrible takes that one can have and, and you just think nothing. Um. Anyway, welcome to, today, to today's episode. Anyway, we have a lot to chat about, but it should be like kind of an easy, quick episode. I'm anticipating, but I mean, last week I also thought that, and then I think that we like went over the hour mark. But anyway, the Grammys happened over the weekend. Have you heard about it? Surely you have. I was live documenting everything on my Instagram story. Alex, how was your Grammy watching experience? It was great. I didn't have to watch most of it. I was saying that sarcastically because... I had you upstairs with all of the kids, and every time anybody would make noise, I'd be like, guys, I'm working downstairs, working, like in big quotes, like, I'm working downstairs, I'm making content, be quiet. So Alex was holding down the fort. Would you have preferred that situation, or would you have preferred to watch the three and a half hour long telecast of the Grammys? As tough as the kids can be sometimes, I think I preferred not going through the torture of Three hours. Of, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours of the that. The thing is, here's the deal. The Grammys, they really do try to produce a good show, like a good actual thing to watch. But it's bonkers. First of all, there is one award every 15 or 20 minutes or so. The Grammys nominate, like, I think that they give out, like, 40-something awards, like, because they have categories for audiobook, they have categories for bluegrass, Americana, gospel, children's, comedy, visual media, every genre you can imagine, 
and then multiple awards in those categories. And so the whole day of the Grammys, like the Grammys start at like 9 a.m. because they're just like calling out these awards over and over and over again. Like maybe like 10 years ago, they would get through a fair amount of these awards in the telecast and you would watch them and you'd be like, oh, that person just won for gospel album. Good on them. Don't know them, but that's great. But now I think that they gave out maybe seven awards. The whole night. The whole night. And so it was three and a half hours. That's just And they painful. always do some BS. I mean, there wasn't... To draw it out. There wasn't that much BS this time because the, the tributes were more like in memoriam things. But the in memoriam sections were the longest I've ever seen in my entire life because they decided to like... Here's Stevie Wonder paying tribute to Tony Bennett. And it's going to be five minutes long. And then we're going to read 30 names of people who died. And then we're going to have Annie Lennox, which was like amazing. I was so moved by her whole performance and her calling for the ceasefire at the end and the tear on her face and just like everything. Like it was like they did that segment right after Taylor Swift announced the um, the new album. We'll get to it, I promise. And it was like emotional whiplash at the highest level. Like I was like on this high. I was very affected by the death of Sinead O'Connor. Like I, that that was one, like, you know, those celebrity deaths that just like kind of come and they just like punch you in the gut. Like, oh, like that, that really, really, really sucks. All death is bad, but you know what I mean? And then like watching her up there, oh, it was so, it was amazing. If you haven't watched that performance yet, that one's worth YouTubing um, and crying at. But anyway, but so they had her do that thing for like four minutes and then they read like 30 more names of the in memoriam. And then they had the Tina Turner tribute, which Miley Cyrus had already kind of done a Tina Turner tribute, although she didn't actually sing Tina Turner's music, although I thought she was going to. We'll talk about Miley too in a minute. But like they had um, Fantasia Barino go through and do a Tina Turner thing. And it was really awkward because she was doing it in front of Beyonce and Beyonce had done a very famous Tina Turner tribute at the Grammys 10 or 15 years ago, which was like career defining. Like I remember that that's one of the things that people will say, like Beyonce really broke out into her own as like, this is a world-class performer and people really, really, really started to pay attention when she did this amazing Tina Turner tribute thing and tina was with her anyway so like fantasia kind of like tried to like shimmy up to her beyonce wasn't having it the camera just like moved on past she ended up dancing with like dua lipa and somebody else i don't know but it was just a very 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 long show and like then they would do really weird things like they had the like president of the recording academy come out and talk about how important music is for like five minutes and it's like, we do understand. We are here for the music. Music is important. That's great. But then he's talking about how, like, people have died enjoying music. It was a very weird tangent. People have died enjoying music at the Route 91 Festival, at the Manchester Festival. At, like, he names all these places. And then he talks about October 7th in Israel. And, like, those people were just enjoying a music festival, too. And then he calls for peace everywhere. And then, I can't remember which came first. It doesn't really matter the order because both is so off color. I'm just going to say it happened right after. Then they had Travis Scott go up and perform for like five minutes straight. And like Travis like isn't like even looking at the camera. His like side of his body is like turned like off stage kind of. And he's just like rapping. I'm not familiar with his music. Um, maybe it was a great performance. I just don't know about it. But I was just so jarred by it was like people have died at musical performances. And here's Travis Scott. Like that was one of the most bonkers things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Anyway, my goodness, Trevor Noah hosted. He's a fantastic host. I don't think I ever want to see him host the Oscars. But I think for something like this, where it's a little more like loose, he did a really, really, really Sorry, I like mumbled my way through all those reallys. Really, really, really good job done by Trevor Noah, comedian. Um, but yeah, what news have you heard about from the Grammys? 
Let's see. I heard Fast Car was played. That was very, very beautiful. So as you guys know, Luke Combs has his cover of Fast Car. And then he like did like a little tribute to Tracy Chapman on like a video that played beforehand where he was like, I really want to like honor and respect her. I really wanted to make this a good tribute. I am coming at this from like a place of respect and awe and amazement. And then it cuts to his performance and she's there and the crowd goes wild because she doesn't really perform live anymore. It was insane. It was very, very good. Alex and I had a very funny conversation today where either Alex is hallucinating or I'm starting to forget things. We're driving and Alex is like, oh, how did this like topic even come up? I don't remember. He just said like... Or did, was the song on the radio? Maybe, maybe. we were like in Alex, Alex's work truck. Our car broke yes, down this it was week. In the, yes. Let me just, this is a side tangent. Alex, remind me to get back on track. I need you guys to know the mental state that I'm coming at this podcast in. I am Tinkerbell. I am a mirror ball. I need social interaction multiple times a day. I need to be out of my house. My friends, when we go on girls trips and stuff, they all like laugh and make fun of me because I'm like, all right, guys, we've been home for two hours. Like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. Like, oh, you're going to the pharmacy. Can I go with you? Like, I love a field trip. I need to get, I need to go. Like, I'm not, I'm very unsettled to be home. And I have been home for about three days now. Other than like little side quests where like, I have to like, go with Alex to drop off the car at the car shop or something. Are, what, what's broken on it? We drive a minivan, Honda Odyssey. Power steering pump. Our power steering pump is broken. And our, um, what what is it called? Engine mounts. Our engine mount is broken. So that's going to be a really fun time for us. I'm very yeah. excited about it. But anyway, we're driving back from the car place today. Yeah, and then Fast Car was on. And Alex says, I really liked your rendition of the song the other day. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, you were singing. What were you saying? I said, I heard you singing NASCAR with Rooney and I, during the Grammys. And I was while saying. While it was on the TV. And I, I heard a second. And I'm promising you, I'm telling you now, I don't think that was happening. First of all, I was recording the TV. Second of all. Much love and respect to Tracy Chapman. And whenever I listen to that song, I really am feeling it. I definitely don't know all the words to it. I don't think I was just like riffing it out. And also, I don't sing well. So there's like three components of that story that you're telling where I'm like, "Mm." I mean, I was far away. I didn't see. I just heard this from upstairs. But I was like, maybe you overheard me. Second voice. That wasn't the TV singing. I was like, maybe you overheard me like watching a TikTok or something. I don't know. But Alex is convinced that he heard me just mindlessly singing along. I feel like I do that. I feel like. Yeah, I sing around. I I enjoy singing. I like singing. I always, I'm a person with a song in my heart. That's what I always say. But not, I'm not like mindlessly and I was filming like most of the show, like for my. But I feel like you tour. weren't filming that song. I don't know. I don't know. Is there evidence? There's some moments where I'm like, I can't wait to go up to heaven. Like once I'm dead and I go up to heaven and I could like replay certain parts of my life, I can't wait to like get to the bottom of this one. Yeah. You know. Who is the truth? Yeah, like. Who is telling the? First, lie. first thing I ask God when I die. Okay, remember that one time in February when Alex thought that he heard me singing Fast Car? I have no recollection of this. Can you confirm or deny? Heavenly Father, please tell me. Anyway, Alex doesn't like that joke. He doesn't like blasphemy. He's like tightly smiling right now. Blasphemy. That's, that was intense. Anyway. <laughs> yes, that was. <laughs> blasphemy. Anyway, um, let's talk about Miley Cyrus real quick. Miley Cyrus showed up wearing something l- looking... Talk about blasphemy. Oh, no, none of that here, Alex. That's don't another get... thing I saw. Don't... Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so now you're going to like, you read it in a magazine or something? No, on the internet. They said that <laughs> her dress was made up of thousands of like 
safety or pins. Something? Safety pins? So is that blasphemous? No, I was just <laughs> trying to make a funny segue. Like, if you're slut shaming on this podcast, I will kick you out of the pod. And <laughs> no, I was just saying that can't get that's canceled crazy. before I begin. It was it, the dress looked very artsy. I think it was the hair styling because it was like ratted up. But I did like the hair more and more as it went on. Like as the night went on, because I think she changed her outfit like four times and the outfits got better and better, too. So she wore that like chainmail safety pin thing on the red carpet. She looked like she had seen a ghost, like all the eyes are. She's one of the celebrities that got the um, buckle fat removal, which is like where they take your face looks weird. Yeah, like they take all the fat Uh, out and it kind of like chisels your jaw and like kind of squares you away. So weird now. But then, like, her eyes are just, like, so, like, blue and, like, icy. So her hair was, like, blown up to the nines. She's wearing safety pin chainmail, And then she just has, like, these, like, eyes and then, like, the biggest cheekbones you've ever seen. She looked like she had seen a ghost. But anyway, as the night went on, she went, things were better. I think that Miley Cyrus is one of the greatest celebrities that we have. Like, when we talk about people who are great at being a celebrity... The four that come to mind are Miley Cyrus, Jennifer Lawrence, Kiki Palmer, and Ben Affleck. Those are four people who are just really good. And Ben Affleck has had like a lot of ups and downs and stuff, but he always knows how to like handle like the media side of things. Like when you listen to him on a podcast or like in an interview or something, he's so savvy and like knows the perfect line between being personal and and keeping like keeping up like good people boundaries i don't know those are the four best celebrities that we have you'll notice that somebody's noticeably absent from that list we'll get to her later anyway whenever she starts speaking normally i'm like uh where is this going but she always ends up pulling it off so she goes up to accept her first award which this was her first grammy ever not her first nomination. I think she got like best pop vocal something nominated for bangers, which is a damn shame because bangers, I don't know what won that year, but it was the album of the year for me. I'll tell you that much. One, it, when was the last time you listened to bangers by Miley Cyrus? Audience, everybody, Alex, that question isn't directed to you because I know the answer is probably not since we got married because I was like still listening probably, to it all yeah. the time back then. But anyway, Bangers is an amazing album. And also the Used to Be Young series on YouTube where she goes over like every scandal and every like um, milestone in her life. It's 34 minutes. It's so worth the watch. It is one of the most interesting things you will ever see. The things that she has overcome and endured and like come out the other side of like it's not um, not that like watching traumatic life stories and stuff is odd like i don't want to say good entertainment but like you'll watch her life and you will leave just in awe of like wow this girl has lived and it's really really incredible anyway but whenever she goes up and starts talking i'm always like ah where's this gonna go and then she pulls it off that was her first album or her first um acceptance speech for best pop vocal she goes up she's very excited that mariah carey is there and then she starts telling the story about a butterfly. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then she ended up really pulling it off. Or she said, like, it was just kind of a story about how she let go of numbers and success and decided that she would just let whatever would come to her. And then flowers came to her. And then it ended up, like, being career-defining. Um, but again, isn't it crazy that she has no Grammys for Wrecking Ball, no Grammys for Party in the USA? Wild. Wild to me. Um, Alex, do you have any... Oh, wait, no, we're not done with Miley Cyrus. Because then they have Miley do her performance of Flowers. And she starts singing. And again, in the same way where I'm like, oh, Miley, are you going to pull this off? She's singing. She's the hottest woman that's ever lived. I have never seen a better body or a better, like... Like, she just looked, like, so strong and just, like, sexy and confident. She looked great, even if the hair was wacky. But as she's singing, she says, why are you guys acting like you don't know the song? And then she starts singing again. And I was like, ooh, semi-cringy. But then the 
performance was so powerful. And then she started talking through the rest of it. And then it morphs into this like Tina Turner tribute thing. And I thought that she was going to start singing. Um, but but she didn't. Like I thought she was going to start singing a Tina Turner song. But then she didn't. Anyway, the performance was amazing. And then when she won her award for record of the year, very well deserved. That was my prediction to win. If you guys do remember when she accepted record of the year, she thanked all the people she had to thank, noticeably left her dad and her little sister Noah off of that list, and then said, did I remember everybody? Yep, that's everyone I need to thank. And then she said, I'm not wearing underwear. And then she walks off the stage. Her and her dad are feuding. I think that's because he ended up being really, really crappy to her mom. And Miley Cyrus and her mom have like one of the deepest parent-child bonds in the world. I've met Tish Cyrus randomly multiple times. And she has always been a sweetheart to me. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me personally, that makes it sound like we were friends. No, it was always in like a crowd corral situation because I used to do like casted audience and seat filling and stuff like that. And I seat filled at the Teen Choice Awards that Miley Cyrus hosted, I believe. And then I went to this like thing called Lollipops and Rainbows, which was like a charity event that Noah put on. Anyway, then like Tish Cyrus like grabbed me and like five other people from the front of the crowd to like go do something anyway. And then I met her at something else. I digress. Nice lady. Beautiful lady. When you listen to her talk, it's, she sounds just like Miley Cyrus if you ever listen to an interview. Anyway, great Miley night. Great Miley night. Do you have any input about Miley Cyrus, the person, the artist, the musician? Nope, but that's cool that she won that since she hadn't won before, I guess. Alex is all about giving people credit yeah. where it's due. If there's Way one, to go. If there's one thing Alex Arndt is going to do, it's give credit where it's due. That's great. Anyway, um, other notable moments before we get to the big notable moment? I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. So there was Jay-Z. Here's the deal. And this will segue. Alex is like rolling his eyes because I got in trouble this week on TikTok for talking about this. And he wants me to tread carefully. And trust me, nobody will tread carefully, more carefully than Mary Elizabeth Pearson aren't right now. Here's the deal. Jay-Z went up to accept a Lifetime Achievement Award type thing. The Dr. Dre Impact Award, I, th- I believe it's called. I believe that's its Christian name. Anyway, he goes up to accept it. And he talks about how, like, there have been, like, multiple boycotts that have been staged against the Grammys and against other like institutions um, because of racism and inequity and things like that. And then he talks about how his wife, Beyonce, has won more Grammys than any other person ever, and yet she still doesn't have album of the year, which I 100% agree with him on. Let me be very clear. Up until this point, I agree with every single thing that Jay-Z said, and it was very enlightening and very, very cool. The Grammys have a really, really big problem. We'll we'll talk about it in a minute when it comes to album of the year. But they have big systemic problems that they cannot fix based on how the Grammys is structured. It will not be fixed for 30 or 40 more years. I believe it's time to start from scratch. We will get to that in a minute. But anyway, he talks about how Beyonce has been snubbed over and over again. Beyonce looks like she wants the floor to open up and take her away. She was not enjoying this part of the evening. But then he says, like, he's talking about some of you will be snubbed tonight. Some of you won't win when you should win. Some of you don't even belong in your category. And then there was kind of like a weird, like, oh, like sound like throughout the crowd. Then he says, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. That's what it is. Some of you don't deserve to be nominated. I think I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if he said the exact words that you don't deserve to be nominated, but that's what he was inferring. That I didn't love. I felt like that was a little rude. Not the crime of the century, not a cancelable offense. 
Still love and respect Jay-Z. It was a little, a little, not something that I would do. And if anybody like gave me a transcript, it has nothing to do with the fact that Jay-Z said it. If somebody gave me a transcript and they said like, look at these, this sentence of words, is this a kind thing to say or not kind thing to say? I would say, oh yeah, it's not a kind thing to say. Like if one of my kids said that about somebody, I'd say, quit it. That's not a nice thing to say, you know? Anyway, so there was that portion of the evening. Now, now let's talk about Taylor Swift. The morning of the Grammys. Taylor Swift changes her profile picture to black and white. And we all go, all right, it's time. Here it is. Reputation. Something is going down. It's reputation time. And then later on in the day, her tea, her her um, website went down and then there was like an error, error message on there. One of the words were scrambled up and said red herring. And then there were like different numbers and stuff on there that like kind of meant some other things. The numbers meant like the phone line is dead. So everybody thought, okay, that means Taylor can't come to the phone right now, which is from Look What You Made Me Do. And then she shows up to the Grammys, not looking great. I right now am in old navy sweat shorts and a um like a zip up thing with a kid's yogurt all over it that I got from TikTok shop. So I cannot really speak about fashion, but not a single piece of that whole look worked. And I don't understand why she dresses the way that she does at these things. I don't understand how somebody could have the level of access and money that she does. And think that these things are like a sleigh. I don't get it. The hair looked like it was half done and like she needed dry shampoo. The accessories, she needed like four less of them. The gloves and dress combo were too weird. If she had taken off the gloves and maybe it would look like a pretty wedding dress I don't know but it was a very 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 weird look but anyway she wins the award for best pop album and then and then she does the normal I mean now normal Taylor Swift thing as this has happened twice she says this is for the fans you guys have been so nice to me because you're being so nice I want to announce my new album that's been in the works for two years. The Tortured Poets Department will be released April 20th or whatever. I will go post the information now. To which everybody in the audience that they showed on camera, Miley Cyrus, Olivia Rodrigo, Ed Sheeran looked like he was saying like she already told everybody that's BS or something. The people that they showed on camera did not look thrilled. And here's the thing. So excited about a new Taylor Swift album. We'll talk about what it means in a minute. So excited for more content. So excited that she won the Grammy. It was a little like, I wonder if she looks back on that moment and cringes. And the fact that it was like for a pop vocal album, but she probably didn't think that she was going to win album of the year. She probably thought that SZA was going to win because SZA had won a lot that evening. It's just very, it's very, very, very odd that she chose that moment, like, to promote herself on a night about other people. I don't know. And I wonder if she, like, regrets it. I, it reminded me of this time where I was newly pregnant. Alex, you know the story, I think. He's, like, already rolling his eyes. I was newly pregnant with our first, with Piper. I was so freaking excited to be pregnant. I wanted to be pregnant really bad. We started trying literally, like, (laughs) started trying as soon as we got married. That sounds gross, but anyway, it took us, like, nine months to get pregnant. I was so thrilled when it happened. And so... I worked at like a water park, like I worked in the corporate side of things for this like family entertainment company that owned water parks in Utah, Seven Peaks, if you're familiar. Anyway, we had this meeting right after I had found out that I was pregnant and it was a meeting for all the corporate employees to like meet the management for the summer, like all these like 
you know, like 18 year old kids. And I say that being, I was like 20 or 21 when this happened. Anyway, so we're going around saying our fun facts. And my fun fact, I had it in my head, was going to be, I like tacos and rap music because that was my whole personality back then. But then the woman next to me was this woman who was like in her 30s or something. And she said, my fun fact is that I am an old lady and I have kids and I have kids that are your, she must've been in her forties. She's like, I have kids that are close to your age and my daughter is going to be working here this summer as a lifeguard and, and all this stuff. And she's like, so that's my fun fact that I'm an old lady and I have kids. And then something in me thought it would be so funny if I just told everybody that I'm going to be a mom. So in that moment, in that split second, I was like, okay, I'm just going to say it. I said, my fun fact is that I am young and I'm going to be a mom. Or I said something dumb like that. And I was like, because I'm pregnant. Hadn't told my employer yet or anything like that. So all my bosses are looking at me like, what? And then they're like, how far along are you? And I was like, oh, it's early, a couple weeks. And then like, I remember the woman that was next to me she goes like does Alex know yet like they were everybody was horrified and then as soon as I said it, I was like Mary what the hell why do you ever speak so I kind of wonder if Taylor Swift had that feeling a little bit especially seeing the reaction from everybody like why do you why do I say things sometimes anyway and then later on in the evening she wins album of the year over SZA and over a lot of other great albums. I, if I was choosing, I would choose Boy Genius as the record. I thought, oh, Alex, you're doing a thumbs down, but this is a audio only medium. So you cannot do a thumbs down and have your opinion be heard. If you have something you want to say, then you have to say it. All right. Yeah. But don't, aren't you still glad for Taylor though? Of course I'm glad. You're on your own kid is on the album Midnight. So obviously it means everything there to me. Go. And it's a very, very good album. In the breakdown of her albums, it's probably maybe number six for me. Like it's, and, and that's great, you know? Like I definitely love it more than like Lover. I know you guys all love Reputation. Reputation isn't anything that I normally typically grab for. I don't know. I think that the Grammys has a very big race problem that needs to be addressed, but I just, I get, I feel really hopeless. Like I study award shows and I study awards campaigns and I know how these people win them. And a big part of knowing how people win them is knowing the vo- the voters and a majority of the voters are old white men who are, you know, wanting the days of yesteryear to come back and the way that they view music and the way that they view artistic merit and the way that they view um, things that are worthy of being awarded is just really outdated. And when you look at like the criteria that I know that they're holding like album of the year to, it's a no brainer to me that Taylor Swift ended up winning. Like I thought maybe SZA because she was winning so much uh, stuff. Record sales? Is that what they based it off? Well, no, so it shouldn't. They say like in their mission statement that it's not supposed to be related to album sales. But campaigning for an award is a really, really big part of winning. And I can't tell you what she did for this album. I mean, I can tell you a little bit, but like when you watch how hard she campaigned for 1989, which was her second album of the year Grammy. So she had already done all this goodwill stuff for Fearless years ago. And then she campaigned so hard, spent millions of dollars campaigning for... 1989, did an eight-hour-long Q&A with Grammy people, did a performance at the Grammy Museum, sent out mailers, sent out press boxes, all this stuff. And then, like, this year for her Grammy campaign, all that we know that she did is that she sent out four-year consideration posters that were just of her at the Eras tour. And it's not abnormal for people to use their tour as part of their Grammy campaign to invite out members of the Academy to come see you and to um, 
you know, like have that just kind of like boost your popularity and whatever. It just so happened that her tour happened to be the most famous thing that happened last year, you know? Like, so there's that, but also she made this album. It was produced by Jack Antonoff. The sound engineer was Laura Sisick, I think is her last name. Um, Then it had one feature on it, Lana Del Rey. So it was like a, a band of four. Whereas, and that's what like these old voters think has merit, where if you look at a SZA album, or if you look at, I mean, and using Beyonce is like the biggest example. Nobody makes albums like Beyonce, not, not Taylor Swift, not anyone else I could think of. Lana Del Rey maybe honestly comes close where she like comes up with these like beautiful things conceptually, but Beyonce is like in a league of her own, right? But when album, when Grammy people look at Beyonce's album credits and the people that they'd be awarding Grammys, they see a list of 120 people because every song has like 20 people that worked on it. But that's just because that's the style of music. Hip hop, R&B, rap, and then like the, um, just this like, there's a lot of collaboration yeah just like and then there's like super elevated pop music where like pop music doesn't even like really feel right something to call beyonce's music like like it's it's kind of almost like in a league of its own where like it mashes like up a few different genres it's so layered and it's dependent on samples and that's not a bad thing it's like such like an artful way where people like one of my favorite stories about songwriting that I've heard is Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend talking about how he helped write the song Hold Up by Beyonce on the Lemonade album. And it was inspired by like a tweet that he quote about, um, that he tweeted where the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's their song map says like, wait, they don't love you like I love you. And then he wrote one time on Twitter, hold up, they don't love you like I love you. And so as he was like writing the song, he remembered this random tweet that he made years before. So then he's like, oh, well, we probably have to give this. And like he got the whole hook from that tweet that he made. And he was like, "Okay, well, we have to give the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's songwriting credit for this. So he pulled that collaboration from there. And then they had Diplo come in and help make the song. Diplo layered like five different sample tracks on something to make the song so when you're making this music that's so layered there's going to be tons and tons of songwriters but the the academy just doesn't think that that has merit which is just wrong and so what these artists are fighting against i mean obviously beyonce has money obviously beyonce can campaign for herself but they're not going to award so history has shown that they do not like to award Things with multiple songwriters. Things with tons of collaborations. Music with um, w- with people that just aren't willing to play their game. And Taylor Swift has played their game for a long time. So I'm just saying the Grammys, I just feel like they're just rotten to their core in a lot of respects. And you have to wait for these guys to either like die off or I don't know. Because... Even if they say, like, we are committing ourselves to becoming a more progressive body or whatever. Okay. But, like, there's still years and years and years of sowed seeds with Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish and John Batiste and these people that have really, really catered to what the Grammys want. And they're not going to unlearn that. Like, I wish a new award show would, like, like, I wish that, like, there'd be a new awards body that we pay attention to that actually, like, rewards music on merit. And I, again, say this as, like, the world's biggest Taylor Swift fan. You guys all know me. Obviously, I want, I wanted her to win in a historic fourth win. That's insane. But I don't know. And then that leads us to her and Celine Dion which is what got me into a lot of trouble this week on TikTok. She goes up and she, to get the award, Celine Dion, who my heart beats for Celine. I love her so much. 
she goes up to get her award from Celine Dion. She's hugging everybody. And then she just kind of takes the award and then gives her speech. When I watched it on the stage, I was like, I didn't even think anything of it. And I was getting a couple DMs where it's like, did you see how she just snubbed Celine Dion? And I'm like, she's probably overwhelmed. Here's a picture of them hugging backstage. Everything's fine. Like, chill out. But I do have to say that I did see like a different angle of it today. Where it really did kind of look a little bonkers of her just like taking the word, like not really even like making eye contact. I'm not saying that she's like disrespectful or anything. I think she was just caught up in the moment. I made a TikTok about it earlier this week. And of course, it's like one of the random ones that get like half a million views. And then it's just people being like really, really mad at me. Because I'm like, if you want to talk about like rudeness, like Jay-Z said that some of the people there like didn't deserve to be nominated. But like you're mad at Taylor Swift at not making eye contact with with somebody right before she like received an award like it was very very weird but I don't know guys I feel like nobody in the crowd was like that excited for her I would have wanted I would have thought that like a big historic win would have been met with more things but I think she's it's overexposure time almost I think that she has the Super Bowl this weekend she has the Tokyo Eras tour starting actually in an hour and a half. Um, I uh, please don't tell me you're gonna be up in the middle of the night listening to a surprise thing. I I really want to. I can't believe I'm gonna wake up in the morning and then see a new surprise song. It's gonna be so much fun. Um, but she's so close to overexposure. It's like the 1989 cycles just repeating itself all over again. The good content about her is being outweighed by the I'm kind of over it or she's overrated or whatever content where like four months ago everybody was like young and old celebrating Taylor Swift it's it's very weird and I'm nervous to see how the Super Bowl goes yeah nervous if Travis Kelce if, if the Chiefs don't win she'll be blamed She'll be crying in the box. People will make fun of her. And I just, I can't take that. Like, I can't take, like, another, like, like, social media cycle about it. That's what I mean by I can't take it. Like, I don't know. I feel like we just stopped. Was Barbie even good discourse? And then moved into Taylor Swift is so overexposed. Taylor Swift is mean to Celine Dion. Taylor Swift shouldn't have announced her award or her album or whatever discourse. And then it's just going to merge into Taylor Swift was acting ridiculous at the Super Bowl or Taylor Swift is the reason they lost or something discourse. And I'm just tired. I'm sleepy. What do you think, Buster? What do you think, Alex? I think the Super Bowl will be exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hot take from Alex yeah. Arndt, everybody. I think it'll be exciting for all. That's really good. I'm glad that you think that. Not how are you feeling about the halftime show? I I guess I'm just I don't know. I bet I'm you not. I bet you you know more Usher songs than you think you Pro know. I probably do. Because when it was announced, I was like, I feel like I only know like two or three Usher songs. And then I was reading the list, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I know so many of but these. I just don't know how he's gonna do a full show though. No, you are yeah. There, there's a lot. Let me look up just like his. What are the know. Usher I'm songs that a... you know, right off the bat, like off the top of your head? Well, there's, what's that one song? Yeah. Yeah. DJ got us fallen in love. Yes. I'm sure you love that song, oh, love but that you weren't one. thinking of that, were you? No, but yes, I did. That is a fave. Um, love in this club. That's one of my favorite ones. That's a good one. Um. I'm I'm reading the the list now. Discography. Yeah, DJ God, it's fallen in love. OMG, you know that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Climax. You probably know that one. Confessions. Okay. Yeah, confessions. I remember. I feel like there's more that I know, and then like this is just a weird playlist list that I'm looking at right now. I anyway, guess we'll see. Yeah. But I I'm never that excited for a halftime show. Because I'm excited, because I'm excited enough for the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it is kind of weird 
where um I'm I started drafting a TikTok about this, so if you hear this joke twice later on this week, sorry. But it's kind of weird that for my whole life, I've talked about big celebrity moments and I've said, this is my Super Bowl. But now the Super Bowl is actually my Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, like that joke that isn't is... going to work because like normally I'm like, wow, the Met Gala, this is my Super Bowl, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this year, it's my Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Hey, that's fun. That That is fun. How how great. How poetic. How poetic. Ah! <gasps> What a good segue. The tor- the tortured poets department. I have to stop myself out. I don't like the album title. I wish it was something else. I don't know. I, like everybody else, want to say the Dead Poets Society or the, tor- the Tortured Poets Society or something or the t- Tortured Poets Club. I don't know. It's a tongue twister. There's too many T's in it. There's a lot of syllables going on. And I saw a TikTok earlier where it's like, how is she going to fit it into the Eras tour? And I'm sure it's just all going to be just regulated over to surprise songs. Like she's not going to like implement a new era into the set list. But I like if you were watching the opening intro to the Eras tour and it's like the it's been a long time coming thing where she mashes up the album titles to everything. Is it going to be like, loving him was red, the tortured poets <laughs> department. <Yes. laughs> like that, it's that not going to fit. Like, where's it going to fit in there? It's going to be weird. Anyway, Joe Alwyn, count your days. Everybody knows about the group chat now at this point with uh, Joe Alwyn, Paul Meskel, and Andrew Scott called the tortured men, men's club. Um, I made a TikTok earlier this week talking about how like that's something interesting, but also something else that's interesting is that Phoebe Bridgers was engaged to Paul Meskel when that happened. And then in fall of 2022, something happened with Paul Meskel or and Phoebe Bridgers. He cheated on her. She cheated on him. Something happened. You could learn all about it in my Paul X Phoebe highlight on my Instagram. It's a long, long, long deep dive. But then there was a picture of her kissing Maddie Healy with Bo Burnham putting his hands over both of them, which was weird because Bo Burnham was still dating Lorraine Scafaria, which was his girlfriend of 11 years. And Phoebe was allegedly engaged. And then... Three months later, Maddie Healy starts dating Taylor Swift. But the weird thing about that photo of Bo Burnham and then Maddie Healy and Phoebe Bridgers kissing is that he captioned it, Gay Poet Society. Which is a obviously a riff on Dead Poet Society. But just something worth noting. I don't know what it means, but could it mean something? You never know. You never know. Um, there's just an invisible string that binds all of them. I'm excited for the album. The track list looks really, really good. I I like all the album titles. It seems like a lot of music. Like, it seems like a, a lot of songs. Um, I'm hoping and praying that it's another folklore-type singer-songwriter album. I'm really, really hoping for something very Lana Del Rey-infused. I've been begging her. Isn't for... she on it? No. I, I have a feeling that she helped produce. Who was featured on it? The only features that we know of is Post Malone and Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine was my favorite band from okay. 2011 That's to 2013. Um, one of, do you know this? One of the first phone like photos I have saved on my phone was a screenshot of a text that you sent me. When we were dating and I told you, I like Florence and the Machine. And you go, oh, I like Flo Rida. <laughs> I, I need to get the direct quote, but it's very funny. You're like, oh, like Flo Rida. I'm like, no, what What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, the often confused with Flo Rida. But it's, that's funny. Full circle moment. Because their song is called Florida. Florence and the Machine and Taylor Swift's. Really? And Florida... Is where Flo Rida is from. Sorry. Yes, that is true. 
Um, but it's also it's the first stop on the tour after her um, announcement of the breakup happened. And so the song title is Florida with three exclamation marks. So people think it's like a fake excitement, like Florida. Okay. Because she had to go there and like pretend to be happy. Yeah. While she was, you know, recently just broken up with. Or she broke up with him. I think he broke up with her. I think that's how the lore goes, but who knows. Um, Anyway, it's going to be a good album. I am excited. Oh, yeah. What I was saying before this, though, was for years, I've wanted her to stop working with Jack Antonoff. That's been a big hope of mine. If he wants to come in for like a song or two, but I think as much as I love him, as much as I love the 1989 vault tracks, those vault tracks really show that it's been too long with Jack Antonoff and she needs... What, he's rubbing off? To broaden... The songs are starting to sound the same sonically. Like if you listen to Suburban Legends and Mastermind, same song. If you listen to The Archer and Supercut by Lord. Same song. If you listen to, um, there's just a lot of songs that kind of like parallel each other that in that way. Yeah. And Jack Antonoff just has like a certain sound. Yeah, yeah. And he just can't let it go when it comes to Taylor. And like, I feel like they're in a rut. So I hope that he's not all over it. But I have a, a gut feeling, have a gut feeling that he is. Anyway, but it should be good. April 19th, I believe. You know where to find me. Um, I will be listening and loving it. Anyway, is there anything else about the Grammys? Or is there anything else about Taylor Swift? I don't think so. No, I think you loop back and close the loop. Is that your way of saying, please, please stop? <laughs> it's been 56 <laughs> minutes of this and I'm tired. Um, okay, we have other agenda items really quick. Um, the Super Bowl, we talked about that really quick. Who do you think is going to win? I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, but... Yeah, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs just because I like a good story. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see. 49ers are not a pushover. Are not a what? Pushover. For some reason, I thought you said a fish over, and I'm like, ooh, a sports term I haven't heard of yet. Yeah. You could have told me that it meant something, and i go, yeah. And then I would just go to like the Super Bowl party and be like... I heard the 49ers have a fish over, and then I'd get kicked out. Yep. Anyway, um, I started watching the new season of The Bachelor today, and I am really, really enjoying it. This is a good Bachelor. His name is Joey. He's hot. He plays tennis. He lives in Hawaii. He seems nice. Big Ben Higgins vibes from him, which is what really drew me and captivated me from the get-go. Um, and the season... All the girls that we've met so far, I mean, of course, they've had like their night one train wrecks or whatever. A lot of really, all of them seem just like really solid, nice girls. And there were some very viable options here. Like I remember watching, was it like Ari season or something? And being like, he's not going to end up with any of these girls. Or like, it happens more often on The Bachelorette, where I'm like, these guys, like, I I don't see her really with, with many of these people. Um, it's, I, I could, I can see it a lot. Like there were a lot of just like really normal girls and if they don't get him, then I hope they get great influencing careers. I don't know how far reaching the bachelor hands are anymore. I haven't, I've been out of the franchise for a couple of years, so I don't know, but something that, uh, chilled me to my core today was, as you guys know, I turned 29 to uh, like a week and a half ago. And so aging has been on my mind a lot. You know, I lost my mom in 2023, but I also had my last baby in 2023. So just like the life cycle and like getting old and dying has just like been weighing heavily on my head. Um, And then earlier, like on TikTok this week, people that were mad at me, particularly yesterday, there were a handful of people that said that my face looked old and like they were calling me wrinkles and like, shut up wrinkles and like, in one of the videos, I mentioned that I graduated high school in 2013 and they said, you look way older than, than like you, or it was like you aged poorly. You, you graduated in 2019, like you aged horribly or something. And I, I mean, 
it's not the funnest things like to hear, especially because I have thought like in my Delulu head, like, you know, like I'm kind of like a larger person, but it's fine. And my skin is really nice. And I have like fine hair. Like everything's great. Like I like my hair. I like my skin. Things are good. And then I was like, am I so old according to these comments? So I was feeling that. But then I'm watching The Bachelor today already on this. I'm so old high or low. I'm older than most of the contestants now. Oh, <laughs> like I was like, oh, like I kind of babysat some of these contestants. There were, I, there were actually like, were a few when I talked by that I was like, there is no way this person is twenty three. Like they do not look. They look older. They, yes, they do look older. That's what I was saying. I was really confused. Yeah, but like I was watching it. I think there was like. When there was a 29-year-old, I was like, yes, an ally. Yay. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? But um, it was just like the cherry on top of me just thinking about aging once every like two minutes for the last uh, year. It's, it's nice. Every morning, Alex like takes a shower and I like walk over to the sink and I look in the mirror and I like do like all my wrinkle exercises. Like, what's new today? What's going on today? And again, I've thought that I have good skin i'm not acne prone i i i like i take care of it or whatever but then those comments i'm like okay i'm old and decrepit and then all the bachelor hotties haters are older than or i'm older than all of them anyway don't listen to the haters i would say watch the new episode or episodes of the bachelor um we'll talk about it a lot on my page and also you should watch uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, we're not finished with it yet. Yeah. Not, Are, is the whole season up or is it yeah, just we're the not finished episodes? with it yet. Let me see. I didn't binge watch the rest of it <gasps> without you. Did you watch all of it? No, I didn't watch the last one. Alex. But it's, it's pretty good. I, <laughs> Holy crap. What happened here? Oh my goodness, you watched... No, you're at the end of episode 8. What's going on? Yeah, we can watch the rest of the finale together. Oh. What? You just told people to watch it! But you watched it ahead of me anyway. Couples therapy on the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Uh, episode 4. We can just watch episode 4. Aye, aye, aye. Where they go to couples therapy. Well, now that Alex has finished the season, he can tell everybody how it was. Ready, set, go. I didn't finish the whole thing, but yes, good. It was pretty watch it. funny. Their chemistry is top notch, and I think that's what makes it. And also... Is, it, is that how the movie... I never saw the movie. I mean, I saw the movie like when it came out or something, and I was like way too young to see it, I'm sure. But I don't know, because I'm so old. It, it wasn't a talkie, or it wasn't a black and white movie so it couldn't have been uh that long ago anyway um no like the chemistry between them is so perfect they're so well cast and alex and i keep like cracking up because like they're just not good spies i'm sorry i'm still hung up on you finishing this how late did you stay up we finished episode three and you're on episode eight was there a night where you stayed up for five hours they're shorter episodes they're not that long of episodes I'm deeply worried for you. <laughs> anyway, watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm a binger. Alex, aren't you have anything else for us to address? I asked for questions on my Instagram. Let me check and see what ones I want to talk about. Will you be staying up to watch the Eras Tour lives? No, I will not be. Um, and then someone said talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. I, the... Yeah, these are all things that we pretty much addressed. If anybody wants to make a cool um, Super Bowl garland, I have a tutorial on my page. And I think that's about it. So anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and this was my husband, Alex, a.k.a. the betrayer of my heart because he watched ahead of me on Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and he decided to tell me live on air. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, go to at I Just Want to Chat podcast. Same with on TikTok, at I Just Want to Chat podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter, which is at, at wannachat.substack.com. And we also have the I Just Want to Chat movie club on there. 
This month we're watching Girls. It's so much fun. I'm like deep into season two and I'm just like so reminded of how freaking good the show is. I just landed on the It's a Shame About Ray episode, which is a all-timer. I'm so excited. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, and also like a lot of plot lines. Like I've rewatched this show so many times, but I feel like I normally just hop around to the episodes that are my favorites. I've forgotten so much of the stuff that's happened on this show. So anyway, come watch Girls with us. It's so much fun. Um, and yeah, also go to shinecosmetics.com and use my promo code wanna chat for t- wanna chat for 10% off of your purchase. Again, I'm still loving the mascara. I'm loving everything that they've sent me. I wore the BB cream today because even though I was like trapped at my house, I still wanted to feel like an alive human and it works. It works. It's just like a nice little like extra oomph. It's so good. Anyway, so that's shine cosmetics and my code is wanna chat. Anyway, Thank you so much and we will see you next week. Bye.